0: Welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. St. Valentine's Day is right around the corner, so we'll be sending our love to the cozy ships, relationships that is, that make our hearts sing.
1: But before we do, we're going to clean up for our date night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> rub-a-dub-dub.
1: Yeah, rub-a-dub-dub, love's in the air. Uh, with Soapy Gnome, which is an independent company based in Goshen, Indiana, And Soapy Gnome was kind enough to send us a lovely gift, a care package, if you will, filled with a bunch of different bath products, which we're so excited to try. And the founder of the company is Jenny Fretch. She founded it in 2013. She's a former science teacher, which is really cool. So she's a DIY enthusiast, and she was making soap products by by herself, intending to send them out as Christmas gifts and decided to launch her own company
0: teacher side hustle represent.
1: Yeah. I get that side hustle going. It's actually a cozy, I was thinking about this earlier today. It's the coziest dream possible. Something that you love. It's a cozy side hobby and you turn it into a full blown business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Also it's perfect for us because their tagline is let's get cozy.
1: Yeah. Honestly, when I found out about soapy gnome, I was thrilled because it just felt like the perfect company to align with all things cozy and the gnome. I went through a leprechaun phase when I was younger. I know it's not. Of course that. you did. Of course I did. It's so on brand for now me. Now I'm imagining
0: is <laughs> so you went through a frog phase and a leprechaun phase. So I was
1: a very well-adjusted child. Ever, was there ever uh, like an obviously. overlap of
0: leprechauns <laughs> riding frogs? <laughs>
1: I don't even want to go into the, like, I could go go at a whole spiel about how my leprechaun obsession and it really. (laughs) Actually, this is
0: the Valentine's Day episode, not the St. Patrick's Day episode. But anyway, wait a month.
1: So I didn't know about this, but on Subby Gnome's website, they say that gnomes are the protectors of animals, which I didn't know. And that's very fitting because these are all vegetarian products. They have no GMOs, they have um, lots of essential oils and natural products. So shea butter and all those great things. So we tried out a bunch of different products, and I tried out this hair wash bar. So it's basically like it's a soap bar, but for your hair. And then I also tried out uh, just a, their their basic soap bars, which a rosemary tangerine scent. And then I tried out a lip balm, orange dreamsicle, which truly does smell like. A creamsicle and it is so lovely. Matt, you tried a few products.
0: Yeah. So I tried the lavender line essentially. So I, there's a lavender lip balm, uh, a lavender sugar scrub mm-hmm. and a lavender and spearmint soap bar. And that lavender and spearmint soap bar has been my favorite thing in the last week. I've used it every day. It smells, it smells so, so good. good. Lavender isn't a scent that I always gravitate toward as a man. However, the spearmint balances it perfectly and you come out of the shower like smelling minty fresh it's such a great smell that my husband like from the other room was like why does the shower smell so good like what's happening it's funny <laughs> my
1: partner texted me she's like when are you guys gonna talk about soapy gnome i I really like these soaps they're so smooth and she's a hard sell on a lot of things so if she likes yeah. it that's a good well time. two
0: things about these soaps that i really liked the first is they're really pretty. Aside from like obviously working as like a great smelling soap, they also have a eucalyptus peppermint soap that I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to buy and try as well because it's a really so, nice soap. So nice. They're colorful. They're really pretty to look at. beautiful nice to, swirls. Yeah, these, the swirls of color, the, uh, the lavender and spearmint soap has like these purple swirls in it that are really pretty. But the other thing too is that like I have pretty sensitive skin and I gravitate towards like really moisturizing soaps that don't dry me out. Mm-hmm. And I was really happy that these soaps left my skin feeling smooth, um, as well as smelling great.
1: Yeah, and the hair product has a great lather. Mm-hmm. So I know that hairstylists say that lather doesn't do anything it's just like a placebo to make you think you're actually washing your hair. But I need a good lather to really work in the product. Mm-hmm. So I, if, there, if a product has a good lather, it's a win for me. So <laughs> great lather. And like I said, uh, it's just nothing like canola or corn oil or all those things that have GMOs. So it's nice and natural and fresh. And what's cute also on the website is um, Jenny talks about gnomes embodying a new word that we haven't, I don't think we know yet, but it's very appropriate for our podcast. Kusli, which is a Norwegian word that doesn't translate to English, but essentially it invokes a general sense of warmth and coziness that feeling of curling up by your fireplace in January with a cup of tea and a good book.
0: That sounds like we have to have a Norwegian version of the Huga episode.
1: Yeah, exactly. But so just to drive it home, it's a very cozy company, and you can go on their website at soapynome.com. Please put some eyeballs on this website. Um, they have so many different products. If you want lip balm, you want a scrub, or you want a lovely smelling soap, go on there, check it out. It's a great gift for Valentine's Day coming up, or it could just be... Mother's Day, sending someone a care package, get on it.
0: Highly recommend that lavender spearmint soap.
1: Yes, and I really do like the orange dreamsicle chapstick. It smells really good. And so thank
0: you to Soapy Gnome to eat it, but for sending us these products to to try out. Yes. Really appreciate it. Thank it you was, to Jenny. We we're smelling
1: great. com. get your eyeballs on it.
0: All right, so now that we smell good. Yeah, we're we ready can, for our yeah, date. Yeah, we're ready for our hot <laughs> date with cozy ships. But even before that, let's ease in. You know, we, we don't want to come on too hard, you know, too fast. Okay. Let's let's ease We're into the conversation with what's making us feel cozy this week, Julian. What is making you feel cozy this week?
1: The circle on Netflix.
0: That reality show.
1: Yes. Okay. So when I first saw it pop on my Netflix recommendation, I said no way in hell because it was <laughs> a show about people, you know, competing to be the top influencer on social media. The reality show TV competition, so I said, "God no, <laughs> this I can't have this rot in my brain." But then, like all reality TV shows, it pulled me in like catnip, and I had to watch it. It's one of the coziest shows I've seen in a long time.
0: So, what's the concept behind okay. the circle?
1: So, the premise is all these uh, contestants—about eight to begin with, I believe—live in this apartment building, and they never meet each other. They have their own ap- apartment, individual apartment, but they're all in the same building. And so it's essentially they're competing to be the top influencer through a series of challenges and you can block certain users. So at the end of each episode or mid episode, they just they, as a group based on who's a top influencer, decide who they want to block. So there's rankings. So there's two top influencers. They discuss who they want to block all via chat or through their their app called the circle. So is
0: it all text based?
1: It's 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 all text based. There's no voice
0: or video.
1: Uh they can't have their yeah, no voice. They can put profile pictures and as the game goes on, they can add more about themselves. So they can add new photos. So it's all photos and all texting, but you never hear their voice, you never hear another contestants. You never see another contestants face. Um so it's it's really interesting. I've never seen a reality TV show like this, and it's cozy for a few reasons. Because one, my dream is to be in an apartment by myself, where I really don't have to see anyone. And they've, what and you're
0: taking from this show, is I want to be in jail, no I guess, because I want to be in a
1: cell by <laughs> myself. So, but you see, the, it's almost like Sims, because you're watching the contestants putts around a lot of the time. So they're okay. sitting around drinking wine, reading. One guy's playing um, ping pong. Another person's doing a puzzle or c- coloring books. They have to give them activities because they're mm-hmm. isolated by themselves so they do give them arts and crafts and things to do and they have competitions one competition was they had to make a cake kind of based on the format have nailed it okay and so then they they show they upload the photos of their cakes and people other contestants vote on it so i love to see them putz rounds like watching a real life Sims you can't and I like the idea of being locked away in a room with just crafts and wine and I don't talk to anyone so that's enjoyable never
0: mind the whole influencer social media hell that's happening elsewhere in the show but
1: here's the thing it's unique in the sense where you, you think okay this might be a heavy-handed show where they're going to say social media is bad people are liars and it's all fake and blah 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 which is true and they do come <laughs> they do come to that conclusion in the show but it's also showing how social media it's for people to connect who might be afraid to connect in real life. Like there's, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it all away, but there's one contestant who are, there's some contestants who are catfishes. Some contestants are catfishes because they want to win the game. Other contestants are catfishes because they feel uncomfortable about an aspect of themselves. And what's cozy about it, which is my second piece of this, is that the contestants on the show have so much heart, and they're so kind, and they're so understanding. And people expose personal revelations about themselves a lot on this show—really deep things. Whether it's about their childhood, perhaps it's about their appearance. And instead of being cast away or um, alienated, they love each other
0: until they ban each other.
1: But but it's it's a heart it's heart wrenching for the when the bans come because yes, obviously this is. A competition at the end of the day. But these people have, are forming real connections and friendships. So it kind of makes you challenge the idea that, you know, social media is all just, you know, BS, which a large part of it is. But these contestants, you have to get past the first episode because it seems like, okay, this is really bad actors on the show. But once you get past that first episode, these contestants, I loved them. I laughed. I cried. <laughs> I I finished the show in a week. So this, in addition to the Sims aspect, the personal relationships that these contestants develop are so heartening. Mm-hmm. I, I, I All the reviews, too, of this show from actual legitimate critics are kind of echoing the same things. This show has taken around surprise. I thought it was going to be the dumbest show I've ever seen in my life. And it wasn't. It was wonderful. All right, I
0: think you sold me because I've had a few people recommend the show to me. And I still haven't pulled the trigger, but I'm, I might now, Julian. I think you convinced me to give it a shot.
1: Well, the people who um, cast the show, they said that they wanted the most like, diverse group of people, and to not have it be like a Real Housewives thing, where everyone's kind of mirroring each other, and that really shines through. You have so many different people, different backgrounds and experiences, and you know whether their parent died or they had, you know, were grew, grew up in a foster home, and their person is like a typical bro, like all these different very extremely different personalities coming together to form connections in a unique way. And it also feels like I'm watching Sims. So I, 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 I love it. I enjoy it. I would love to be on the show. It'd be a dream come true.
0: Are you listening? Circle producers,
1: lock me in an apartment, Jillian, lock me away. She doesn't no want to be a contestant.
0: She doesn't want to be locked up in an apartment by herself. It,
1: it looked like the apartment had no windows, which honestly, <laughs> I want to just right, be cozy. It's dark. I, I know it seems cozy.
0: Well, that's very on theme for today's episode around relationships and the coziness of people bonding. My cozy pick for this week is not that. Uh, <laughs> what's making me feel cozy this week is the largest convenience store in the world slash largest gas station in the world. And that is Bucky's in Texas, which is a chain in Texas of gas pumps and, <laughs> and convenience stores. Like It's a it's an, a highway oasis, if you will.
1: Is it? Uh, is it set up like a shopping center? Is it just... Well, it's a
0: gas... It's like, imagine a gas station on steroids. Oh, okay. Okay. So the con- the store aspect is gigantic. There are... In the largest location, they have 122 gas pumps. Whoa. Yeah. My husband and I were visiting our nieces and nephews in Houston last weekend. And we stumbled across this true oasis of an... Ama- like, it really is the most Texas thing ever. It is a massive convenience store and gas station. So you're probably wondering at this point, why is this cozy? <laughs> well, okay, so there's two parts of that. One is that I I love a convenience store gas station combo. Me I like. Too. I, I learned to love them when we were living in Baltimore because in the mid-Atlantic, there are between Royal Farms so and Royal Farms, Wawa, yeah. you have your pick of the litter of like amazing convenience stores that you you walk into, and it's not like your are gross. Food sit goes or sit goes shells. Maybe that's maybe that's a Midwestern thing. It's a it's a gas it's station. Sickos? Sit go. Oh, oh. It's totally different. You walk into like a Wawa, for example, and you can order a fresh sandwich and they make it mm-hmm. for you there. And it's like a deli. Bucky's is that, but so much more. They have all these gift options, like they have a jerky bar, they have a fudge station, they have candied oh, oh. nuts, they have a full working deli, hot food. Their bathroom is voted, like, the cleanest bathroom, like, year after year. And they have a massive amount of stalls. Yes, it's amazing. Hmm. You you think about, I mean, you have to really cater to the fact that there are a a hundred pumps here. Think about all the cars and people. And yet the bathroom, it's a mansion of a bathroom. It's crazy. There's something so cozy about, like, this amazing highway resource. You're on a, a long road trip, and instead of stopping and having to get, like, a bag of Doritos, you can get, like, fresh food. You don't have to wait for a pump. Yes, it's a little obscene in that it's so large that you're like, this is the most kind of like disgusting American thing possible.
1: That also sounds amazing.
0: But it's, it's incredible. <laughs> I'm wearing a Bucky shirt right now. Oh, this is their logo. Oh, that's so cute. They have all this Bucky's merged with Bucky the Beaver, their mascot on it. I, wanna, I want my entire wardrobe to be Bucky's <laughs> at this point. I'm, I am in the cult of Bucky. I, it's my new religion. I love it so much. I cannot believe I didn't know about this place before. It's truly a Texas gem if you're ever going through Texas. Yeah, gotta you got to find a Bucky's and stop by it. It's it's really special. And the, and the other reason it's cozy is that kind of similar to other places that are well known for how they treat their employees. Bucky's is so transparent about their pay and their benefits. They even have it posted in their stores about their their really great pay and the 401k package they offer to Love it. Their employees, and each employee at Bucky's gets three weeks paid vacation.
1: I think that's and they work at a convenience most store, like get... a gas
0: station. How, yeah. how amazing is that? That's
1: really great. I, you know what? I got to stop by a Bucky's.
0: Yeah, stop by a Bucky's. It's it's an iconic Texas brand, and it's really a sight to see. It's like the it's a wonder of the world, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Well, yeah, because since we are driving through Texas, it can be yeah. so isolating, and to see an oasis like that, fresh deli, Budge station.
0: Anyway, I don't want to embarrass myself by continuing to gush no, about the station. No, I sounds lovely. I, I, I it want to go there now. It made me feel really cozy this past week. Seeing nieces and nephews was amazing, but...
1: Bucky stole the show. Incredible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jillian, are you ready for a walk down memory lane of the cozy relationships of our lifetimes, whether they be celebrity relationships or mm-hmm. fictional relationships or even, dare we say, fan fiction <laughs> relationships? I'm
1: ready for romance.
0: Sounds like it. All right. So let's dive in. Let's start with our first sort of theme, which are celebrity romances. Mm-hmm. Jillian, can you? You're the celebrity blogger extraordinaire. Been in seven
1: years toiling away yeah. down, <laughs> down the salt mines. So you,
0: you've really had a lot of experience with celebrity couples. What stands out to you after all of your entertainment writing background as like a really cozy celebrity relationship?
1: Okay. Well, it's hard. It was hard uh, to. Come up with this one, even though I have so much background knowledge in celebrity relationships because I'm so tired of them. Yeah, and they all pure so overload, right. Yeah, and it's if you're talking with social media now, they can. It's just over a little seemingly disingenuous things.
0: Well, a lot of it's fabricated. That was hard for me oh, too yes. about this category, which is like, which of these relationships do I believe and even remotely care about? Because the answer is, I don't really care about celebrity relationships because I can see through most of them being PR stunts.
1: Oh yeah, and that's what's even frustrating about that is that. I don't know if these PR people think they're pulling a fast one over us. It makes me annoyed to think that they think that we're that stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but going uh, off of that, um, Hillary Burden and Jeffrey Dean Morgan are so cozy to me.
0: So who are these people? Yeah, Can you the, kind of I have back to give a background. <laughs> yeah, and I will. <laughs> don't know who they are. So they
1: started dating in 2009. Hillary Burden, she, you probably know her from One Tree Hill if you watch that show. She has—I I, try to try to describe her through her looks, but she has very curly. Well, at that time, blonde hair, and she was one of the lead stars. I think her character was Peyton Sawyer or something like that. And then she also starred in a Lifetime Christmas movie recently, and she spoke out against Hallmark. She was going to work with Hallmark, and I believe she wanted to inject some queerness into her script or her movie, and they shut it down, so she walked away. And she made a big public statement about that on Twitter, and it went viral.
0: All right. I'm on board now with Hillary. No, she's
1: really sweet. And then Jeffrey D Morgan, you'll know him from The Walking Dead. He was Negan. He's oh, also-
0: okay. I knew that name sounded familiar.
1: Yes. he's was also on Supernatural for a long time. And he was a, a big character on Grey's Anatomy for what a time. He's a love interest on Grey's Anatomy. And a lot of people love that character. So they, like I said, started dating in 2009. They got married in 2019 And the reason why I stumbled across them, I didn't know they were dating for this long or even gotten married, uh, because I was writing for a parenting website, and they have three children together, so they would, you know, write about them and their kids and all that stuff. And and that's how I came to love them, because their social media posts, they just seem like they're having a lot of fun together. Genuinely having fun together. They love their lives together. After doing research into them, I found out that they moved from LA to Rhinebeck, which is upstate New York, for which my sister also got married. And they bought a big farm in upstate New York. And what's awesome about them is that they've invested together as a couple into this community. They co-own a candy shop, Samuel's, let me double check, Samuel's Candy Shop, Samuel's Sweet Shop. And with Paul Rudd, they co- co-own it. What? Yes. <laughs> because one of the first people that Hillary and Jeffrey met when they moved to Rhinebeck, they were doing a movie. Jeffrey was doing a movie with Jane Fonda back in 2010 in Rhinebeck, and they fell in love with the community. And one of the first people they met was the owner of Samuel's Sweet Shop, Ira Gutner. Okay. And so Ira died, and it was going to close down. So. Paul Rudd, Jeffrey, and Hillary all got together to invest money so it could stay open.
0: Oh. And that's so sweet. That's very sweet for a sweet shop. Yeah,
1: very sweet for a sweet shop, very cozy. And so every time I come across a news article about them, it's from local papers in that area, of all the ways that they're revitalizing the community. So it's not just celebrities plopping down in a kind of of out-of-the-way place and just building a big house and hanging out. They're really dedicated to doing you know helping out this community kind of come back to life because a lot of as i mentioned before towns in upstate new york are kind of struggling to uh, survive Mm -hmm. because all industry has left so another thing that they do is they lead they started this series of, of ghost stories where they have to raise money for astor services which helps out children who have experienced trauma in upstate new york and they lead this storytelling about called ghost stories where they invite up their friends Paul Rudd also has joined too I guess he's really involved as well Paul Rudd's the best and they tell ghost stories and so that's so cute so I love them just because of the work that they do together as a couple but if you look at their Instagram they just seem so in love they're going strong 10 years they just got married and I'll, I'll read a c- quote of when Hillary got married with um, Jeffrey because of people assume that they married but they they weren't so, Hillary wrote on their uh, post announcing their marriage, Jeffrey D. Morgan, he was my husband. Rather than make vows right out of the gate, we lived them for over 10 years, the good times and the bad. St- standing up there with our children at our sides, celebrating all that has been, was bliss. So, they always felt like they were married, but they just cemented it this past October. So, they have three cute kids living up in Rhinebeck on a huge, big farm, helping out the community and
0: it really sounds sweet. like they are their own Hallmark movie.
1: It, it kind of does. Yeah, but it's very genuine because it. I was. It's. Yeah, it's hard being in, like I said, being in this business, yeah. toiling away in all the garbage, and they seem to be.
0: It's good to get away. True gems. Yeah.
1: I like how they stay in touch with their co stars from their past shows, which is also sweet because uh, I said Jeffrey is on Supernatural and one of his co stars was, I, I believe, one of the witnesses at their wedding. So it's just. I like how people who are on these shows stay in touch and are still good friends. Yeah. I think that shows something about your character as well. So. Absolutely.
0: That's incredibly cozy. Yeah. I didn't know who they were really, but now I'm a huge fan just from your description.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know what's cozier than co-owning a sweet shop with Paul, Paul Rush. <laughs>
0: yeah. It doesn't get cozier than that. It really doesn't. We need to close the podcast now because I think we found the coziest thing in the world. So sweet. My celebrity relationship that I thought was a cozy ship Uh, In real life. So it's, again, it was hard to pick this because so many celebrity relationships are brief, even if they're real. And actually, when they tend to be real, they tend to be short. But I I really look toward, when I think of a cozy relationship, I look toward long-term relationships with that Mm -hmm. stability. Because a lot of coziness is safety. Yep. I have a a tie here. I couldn't decide between the two, so I picked both. And the first was Johnny Cash and June Carter. Cash. Mm. And if you're unfamiliar, Johnny and June were famous country singers you should watch the movie walk the line it's a great romantic movie with joaquin phoenix as johnny cash and uh reese witherspoon as june carter it's a classic as that movie shows this is a couple that overcame a lot of obstacles through johnny cash's addiction and mm-hmm. she really was his stabilizing force to get him through all of that this maybe sounds a little dark but like what's almost coziest is like these long-term relationships where the couple one person dies and the next person dies right after them. I, I think that's yeah. so sweet and sad and beautiful. It really is. So June Carter died, and then four months later, Johnny Cash died. They just yeah. couldn't live without each other.
1: Yeah, you see that sometimes. Yeah,
0: I think especially when when the wife goes first. I think I and that's happened in, in my own life with my grandparents. Like the the Husbands husband just, just lost. lost. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, between helping him get sober and just their kind of mutual. St- respect for each other and and dedication to keeping that relationship going let's put aside the fact that they did meet while they were both married to other people but
1: you, you know, know but in, in that time period people got married to people yeah. that they felt like they had to get married to a lot of the times yeah so it happens
0: and i think it's a testament to the quality of that relationship that that stuck you know what i mean so
1: yeah it's a classic it wasn't love like story. they like
0: left their their previous partners for a fling this was like a real romance
1: yeah I, I um, didn't know that they passed away in a short span. Yeah. So,
0: so, and then obviously what can I say about president Barack Obama and first lady, Michelle Obama? Like it's, you know, <sighs> they're just an incredible couple. Like they're cozy again, because there's this sort of like, you see when they look at each other, like there's this mutual
1: admiration, admiration. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Like they love each other. They respect each other and they're truly like partners. Like when they move forward, they are together moving forward. There's no, no one person is driving that ship more than the other person.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting because Michelle has been open about how they've had had hard times. And I think that's Mm -hmm. also cozy when you're honest about, yeah, we're just an actual real life relationship with his ups and downs, just like anyone else. And then overcoming that and finding that solid pacing, which is what they've seemed to found. Like you can tell, yeah, we went through some stuff because she said she almost divorced him at one point. So, now they 've found their stride as Absolutely. as a couple, and, and it's I think it 's just cozy it's and nice. what
0: 's really cozy to me too is that like when they when you start your relationship before all of the hubbub of one of the partners becoming mm-hmm. famous or becoming a public figure which ended up happening with Barack first. But I mean when when they met, Michelle was the one who had a lot more going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And and she continues to. I think they're an amazing couple and
1: I like how she ribs him sometimes too. She puts a
0: lot fun at him. Well which that's is... that's, that's the level of comfort that they have. A- with each exactly. Other. They can yeah. yeah. So both those couples, super cozy, long term relationships, mutual yeah. admiration. I think as, as far as celebrity couples go, actual, genuine relationships.
1: hmm Yeah. And I think the fans can suss it out
0: absolutely we know what's up
1: yeah fans are a lot smarter than
0: we we see what's happening with that
1: gives them credit for
0: sean and camilla oh god (laughs) too much (laughs) next category is fictional relationships again these are actual canonical relationships within fictional works like movies tv shows Mm -hmm. books for my pick i went back and forth on this so I initially gravitated toward The Couple in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is a movie I love. And I love it so much, I haven't rewatched it since I was in college for fear that it would not stand up because it was so formative for me. Yeah. And
1: I do the same thing. Because it's been so
0: long since I watched it, and there is a tragic element to that movie um, with that relationship. I thought maybe it's not the coziest relationship, even though I really, it made me think a lot about what a relationship means. So I pivoted to something truly cozy, which is Downton Abbey. And I think the coziest relationship within Downton Abbey, that that old PBS masterpiece theater <laughs> chestnut, is the relationship between Mr. Carson, the butler at Downton Abbey, and Mrs. Hughes, the head housekeeper. What I love about their relationship is it's one of those inevitable slow burn relationships in a mm-hmm. TV show where you can see it coming a mile away. Like every episode, they're debriefing at night together and they're talking about like what happened and their takeaways. And they have this like clear really strong friendship and they're both single and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're seniors looking to mingle.
1: It's something you uh, <laughs> want to see happen. It's a slow burn. Like you're like, Oh, I know this is going to happen and I don't want it to. Yeah. It sounds like it's a relationship. That I think senior are relationships are extra
0: cozy too, where it's like, you know, finding love late and, but, but still getting there. It, I, I thought that was a super cozy element to the relationship. The end of getting married, they buy a house together and live in like really cozy English cottage in retirement. Goals, honestly. Yeah,
1: that sounds lovely. Yeah. And also a relationship that's based on friendship, first and foremost, is always cozy.
0: Absolutely. And I also really love the episode where, so after they agree to get married, and I think there's a really cute line where um, where Mrs. Hughes is worried that she's he's going to be stuck with her and Carson, Mr. Carson goes, but I want to be stuck oh, with you.
1: That's really sweet.
0: The next season, Mrs. Hughes is all worried because does Mr. Carson want a quote unquote full marriage reading between the lines is like a full marriage with sexual intercourse oh. and he does hmm. and she agrees <laughs> and they end the episode by kissing.
1: <laughs> so would the not full marriage be the empty marriage?
0: Well, more, I think more like best friends, Rooming. honestly
1: it sounds like a good plan
0: either way but they went with the full marriage which i, I respect that choice and and, and they should both you know.
1: marriages sound good yeah
0: get the get the full marriage, full marriage. treat yourself <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's my that's my pick i think it's, a, it's like a cozy a show pick. and a cozy relationship i've never the show. seen
1: the show but you've sold it <laughs> i don't know but uh, yeah, sounds very cozy.
0: Jillian, what is your fictional cozy relationship?
1: Leslie Nope and Ben Wyatt from Parks and Recreation. So
0: another TV show. Another I think TV, TV show is a, is a genre that lends itself towards
1: yes, because you can see the character development. Yeah, and over their time, you're rooting for them, and you know what have you. And I think it's just because I, um, I really love the the show and the actors that play these characters. I like how these characters are also opposites. I think that can be really cozy because. Ben is a super ordered and organized character, likes to play it safe. He has his moments where he flies off the wall. I mean Ice Town or, or was skate skate was it skate town? Ice Town.
0: I forget. I yeah, forget. Time.
1: Well that's what, so the the precursor is that Ben was a mayor at a very young age and he blew all the town's money on some like I think it's called Ice Town or It was a like skating that. rink, skating right? Skating rink, a big massive skating rink, and so now he's I believe he's an accountant or something like that. He works in finances to make sure that organizations are staying on top of their funds and finances are managing it properly. And so Leslie is this big dreamer who always wants to go big or go home and has all these ideas. And that's what makes you root for her because she has all these grand visions for the parks department. And Ben's kind of her foil in the beginning. So that's an interesting dynamic where he's like yeah, a love-hate s- relationship. Yeah, you got to slow it down. You got to take you know. We took the reins and kind of, you know, be more responsible and she's always, you know, full steam ahead. So I like those characters who, you know, they're inevitable, but there's that pull where they're not so sure about each other at first and uh, opposites attract kind of thing. And I like the way that Ben takes care of Leslie too. I was on a plane to Tokyo and we're having really bad turbulence. I was watching Parks and and Rec and I was watching this one episode that actually calmed me down because it's when Leslie wants to get the fall harvest festival going for the first time and she helps from help from vendors and to get funding. So she has this big presentation she's going to put on, but she gets the flu beforehand. And so she breaks out of the hospital to go to this meeting and you know Ben's there trying to take care of her and make sure she's able to do it or trying to get her back to the hospital and like actually rest so I I like how they balance each other out I think that's cozy
0: yeah and I think Mr. Carson and Mrs. Hughes have that same dynamic which is Mr. Carson's very like strict and stodgy and Mrs. Hughes is a bit more freewheeling, and she pushes him to think more progressively yeah. Yeah. Those those, that, those love-hate relationships are kind of like odd couples or are often very cozy. And, see, and TV show formats allow those relationships to develop over time.
1: Yeah, they they have what each other lacks. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's part of almost every relationship that human beings have with each other. It's like we're not all perfect puzzle pieces that fit together. Like every single part of this relationship is aligned. Like you can fully be invested with somebody and you align on most things, but there will be things you don't agree on mm-hmm. and finding a way forward is is part of being in a in a relationship
1: yeah like i used to go to bed at every a different time every single night spin the wheel who knows <laughs> Julian's gonna go to sleep but my partner goes to sleep at 11 o'clock on the dot every night and wakes up on the dot seven fifteen. and at first i was fighting against these you know, the order and the rituals. But I think the routine has actually helped me kind of even out a bit because I was free wheeling. Yeah. Maybe I fall asleep in my clothes. What's Dateline episode? <laughs> glass of wine next to my bed. Maybe I would go to sleep early. Like who knows? And so to have that structure and that routine, it's that, yeah, like you said, it's that balancing each other out where I think I had a little bit of <laughs> to her life.
0: Well, part of it's getting older too, which is yes, yeah. I
1: have to have a, some routine. Yeah,
0: I mean, it just helps getting through because I can't do that anymore. Where I have like a total going out on a weeknight. Oh, not I'm anymore. not talking about
1: going out. <laughs> I'm talking just more like I'm going to do a deep dive on Reddit and some unsolved case, and that, and I stay up all night or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but no, no going out. No, <laughs> I, I'm done with that time. I never really had that time. <laughs>
0: our next category for cozy ships is really where we earn the title of this episode because the whole idea of if you're not familiar with shipping it's this concept of putting together characters and relationships who aren't and a lot of times like it's with popular media properties so and and another way to look at it is fan fiction right it, it mm-hmm. is fan fiction so Shippers write fan fiction. A lot of times it's called slash fiction because Genesis used to be like, this story is a Harry slash Draco Malfoy, Harry Potter slash Draco Malfoy fan fiction where they get into a relationship because it's like the first person slash that person. Mm -hmm. People who were like looking for, you know, steamy stories about these characters hooking up would go find that. Okay. That's what it is. Yeah. And so, but that's kind of turned into a more general term. And you see this in popular culture where people ship certain celebrities or they ship people who might not be together. They want to be together. I'll be honest. I'm not one of those people. I, I realized even thinking through these picks that I really don't care about other people's relationships unless You're I'm involved in that relationship <laughs> or they are close friends of mine. You know what I mean? But or you for you family. ship
1: your close. Like I don't ship
0: them. No, oh, oh. but like, I, I'm just saying like, I don't even care like about somebody's like real relationship. If they're a celebrity, like, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, Tom, oh. Tom Hanks and Rita Bolson, I'm sure, are fine people. I don't care that they're married.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I honestly think a lot of people don't, but it's just yeah. now we're in that internet social media culture where it's like cute to ship people together. Right, right, right. But here's the thing. Real fan fiction is what I love about it. It takes so much imagination, and I have to give these writers credit. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like any fictional work. You have you have to dive deep into an unchart- uncharted world, and you have to create... This you know s- breathtaking love story sweeping love story so
0: so Jillian and I took it upon ourselves to go into this uh, uncharted expanse
1: <laughs> and I don't know it's not <laughs> for us our clearly try we have hand no imagination
0: I know I was like really grasping for straws and I don't think I, I have a particularly not inspired pick but Jillian kick it off like <laughs> what is your fan fiction relationship that you put together okay
1: this really came to me in the middle of the night your I cozy was stressed ship. out about it I was like god who am I going to pick for this fanfic And what generally just popped into my head, it must be subliminal, frog and toad.
0: Frog girl till the end.
1: (laughs) It must be, yeah. As my middle school teacher said to me in front of the classmates, oh, you're for the frog girl. As I mentioned before, that horrific story. What a jerk. What a jerk.
0: Now you're owning it.
1: (laughs) Yes, I'm frog girl. Now I'm owning it. Writing
0: frog fan fiction.
1: So I guess it must be my frog past that led me to frog and toad, which... It's this lovely children's um, series um, illustrated and authored by Arnold Lobel. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing his last name wrong. So it tells this tale of these little vignettes of a frog and a toad. Frog's more optimistic or happy, and toad's a little bit more sour. But they're still friendly and loving characters. It's about their day-to-day activities as best friends. And they're usually – their their plans go haywire and – It's very ordinary run-of-the-mill activities that they do, learning to fly, going to fly a kite or something like that, and something silly always happens, and they go home at the end of the day.
0: But then the question is, once they go home, then (laughs) what happens? Yes, they
1: are two male amphibians. Let me (laughs) stress that. (laughs) (laughs) So they're they're best friends, and that's cozy enough as it it is. Yeah. But what if they were more? (laughs) Yes, what if they were more? Because I love them individually. (laughs)
0: It's like peanut butter and jelly, frog and toad.
1: Yeah, so I gotta get some queerness in here because I'm like, wow, we're really like some the, the, queer toads and some frogs. queer toads. <laughs> que- Cause I'm like wow, this is really a straight shipping fest. So I gotta <laughs> get some queerness in here. So Arnold eventually, you know, came out. So or or yeah, he was discovered to be you know he's he's gay, and the New Yorker wrote this article. Uh, going into an exploration of how frog and toad are gay and they spoke to his daughter and I have a quote from her and she said I think frog and toad really was the beginning of him meaning her dad coming out so it, he's he, oh, the I, author was gay yes
0: oh yeah and As, so adds another layer that
1: adds another layer to it and he started writing frog and toad which i didn't realize when he was a young kid and he was sick and he would illustrate frog and toad, he went through a, a period of illness He's a frog boy just like me <laughs> or frog or I was a frog lady, and so he illustrated frog and toad because he was nervous about going back to school because he felt like, oh, there would be some awkwardness since they've been out of school for a long time, and he did that to calm his nerves and kind mm-hmm. of like make friends so this frog and toad has been a part of him for a very long time, and who knows maybe this was just his way of expressing a love that he couldn't articulate yet or, or articulating his sexuality way anyway, he couldn't yet. Because a lot of the times queer relationships, they start off as friendships that you're confused about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so who knows? Maybe Frog and Toad is gay. And a little side note, as I was researching this, as I was telling Matt earlier, there was this article in contrast to the New Yorker's article that it all caps, Frog and Toad are not gay. And that gives me a good chuckle because if you're digging your heels in about whether... Two fictional amphibians. Who was the time? <laughs> I know. Don't give it clicks. Don't re. Don't look it up because I researched the person who wrote it, and they're a horrifying little human. So don't. But it's, it's a cozy friendship between frog and toad. So why not elevate it? Why not <laughs> add some romance here? Um, and I, I like the idea of this author writing these characters as yeah. a little kid. You often find that authors of children's books or anything that's fantastical, went through actual period of physical illness and Mm -hmm. when they were in isolation and feeling lonely and, you know, they that was their way to cope with it. And there's something sad but also cozy about that. So Frog and Toad, I'm rooting for you. Yeah, Frog and Toad. Make a comeback. I ship it. Yeah. I love that. So that's my whole spiel about gay frogs.
0: (laughs) I'm on board. Yeah, why not? Mine's also a queer ship. You bring up a good point, which is that looking through like celebrity or especially like fictional gay relationships that are cozy, hard to find because so so much of queer media has queer relationships ending in tragedy.
1: Or they start in tragedy.
0: Yeah. Or, yeah, it's something it's just... always they,
1: something horrifying. It's a
0: misconnection or... Yeah. Or
1: their it, it, parents hate them. Illness. Or saying, There's whatever. a lot
0: happening. It, it ends up not being the coziest, even though they can be very emotional and beautiful. Mm. Not necessarily a love story I'm looking back on as but, like...
1: Yeah, feel yeah. warm and comforting about right. it. Yeah, so that's kind of tough.
0: So we kind of have to, you know... Look
1: to b- animals. Look,
0: look to frogs and toads, and in this case, hobbits. So I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I actually vehemently do not ship Frodo and Sam. Frodo is the main character of the Lord of the Rings. He's tasked with bringing the Ring of Power into Mount Doom and casting it to defeat the evil Lord Sauron. Mm. And his buddy Sam is with all the way. I think their relationship is such an amazing example of platonic bromance kinship, mm-hmm. And I don't like when people make that queer just because you got to have a place for the homies to bond. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And when you start to make every like homosocial relationship gay, you're, you're making our, all our world smaller. Well, <laughs> so, let and, say and, and, and it, and it, and it breeds, it helps to breed toxic masculinity. So let straight guys have close relationships. Oh, a hundred percent. When,
1: when male friendships aren't rooted in, toxicness which it can be at it sometimes it's the most adorable Absolutely. sweet tender-hearted thing
0: and i really feel very strongly I'm, and i'm at being a teacher now in 2020 and, and i work with a lot of teenagers i see it like male friendships are closer and less toxic than before there's a lot less of that like no homo thing going on oh yeah it, i think we're moving in a really positive direction towards male friendships and and i'm happy that they're getting to enjoy what a lot of female friendships have been got, gotten to enjoy Without it being lesbians for forever, you know what I mean. That being said, Marion Pippin, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to ship them. Okay, so this also requires a little bit of a caveat of like, let's please ignore the fact that they're first cousins. Okay, sorry.
1: Can we backtrack? Who's Marion Pippin? Good
0: question. So, in the Fellowship of the Ring, we have a party of folks who are on an adventure to destroy the Ring of Power. When Frodo and Sam are leaving the Shire to start their adventure at the behest of Gandalf the Grey, the wizard, Merry and Pippin tag along on the adventure. They kind of just run into them at the outskirts of the Shire and are so curious and kind of in everyone else's business that they decide to also help their friends on this adventure. They don't want to be left behind. Mm -hmm. They are so incredibly close. They're close. They're never apart. And I just think there's something else going on there. like Canonically... You know, we have them being married to... Someone wrote Beautiful Hobbit Wives, which I don't, <laughs> I don't know where we got that. Like, I, 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 I don't think we ever got a description of their wives. So, <laughs> sir or madam who wrote that, like, calm down.
1: Beautiful Hobbit Wives. Yeah.
0: No. Okay. Even if that uh. were true, here's what I do know for sure, is that when they die, they get buried together in Gondor, which is like the big human city in, in Middle Earth. And next to King Aragorn, so there's like kind of a, almost a thruple thing happening mm-hmm. with Merry Pippin and, and King Aragorn. I don't know. I just feel like it's a long adventure. Like they they bonded. They were always together on their branch of that adventure, and they just have this like bond that I think you know.
1: Yeah, well, a bond of runs, an adventure runs a little
0: deeper, maybe. Who knows? Who knows what they're doing behind closed doors in their hobbit holes?
1: <laughs> hobbit holes it, in the backdrop of an adventure. A relationship can yeah. really flourish into something super cozy. That's also the... I know Lord of the Rings isn't a fairy tale, but it's...
0: I mean, it's not far off from that. I mean, it's—it's. It's, I would say it's like a fantasy adventure, yeah. but it has a lot of fairy tale Fairytale elements to
1: it. relationships or fantasy ones can be very cozy. Yeah. Especially you have to overcome things on an adventure, so... I haven't I haven't seen Lord of the Rings, but I'll look into it.
0: Listen, it's not a ship I feel super strongly about. It's just
1: hard. It's hard.
0: But, you know, of all, I think a listener actually recommended it, and I was like, oh, you yes, know what, our I listeners. Like, I, I'll, I'll pick that one. I like that one. That yeah. feels like one worth talking about. Well,
1: our listeners did mention a lot of uh, cozy, cozy shifts. We can just mention some of the ones that people came up with. Amos and Seth from Murder, She Wrote.
0: Oh, yeah. I really like that one. That's a great yeah, choice. Yeah, that's a good choice. That's funny.
1: Uh, Sophia and Dorothy from the Golden Girls. And let's see. We also have Corian. Wait, and...
0: Sophia and Dorothy? Yes. They're mother and daughter.
1: <laughs> Wait, stop. Okay, are you serious?
0: Yes. We have some freaky listeners.
1: <laughs> Wait, Sophia and Dorothy? Yeah, that's, are you sure?
0: Yes, that's her mom.
1: Um, We also have Corian Topanga.
0: Okay, yeah, that's a, you know, a classic relationship.
1: Jim and Pam from The Office.
0: Yes, definitely. That's, that's another good that's one. A, a, an old chestnut.
1: And I don't, I'm not familiar with alias, but Sydney Bristow and Michael Vaughn. No idea. And then we have Jim Frain and Trixie Belden from the middle grade Trixie Belden series. So I'll, t- I'll have
0: to take your word for it. I've familiar.
1: And then Sherlock and Watson from Sherlock.
0: Okay, yeah, down I for like that.
1: I like that, down with that. And Princess Leia and Han Solo. yeah.
0: That's a that's a great love story that got blown up by the new trilogy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys for all your recommendations. That I, I liked hearing all what you think are cozy ships. And now we're sailing off.
0: Sailing off to our soothing sounds. We finally have some soothing sounds that are actually from twenty twenty. Yeah. It was hard. Coming right into the new year We're scrounging and around new songs. Finally, some artists have released some great tracks. I'm excited about my soothing sound today. And it is a new track by Best Coast, which is a duo based in Los Angeles. And I, if you're not familiar with Best Coast, they're a great little indie rock band. It's just a guitarist slash singer and a, and a drummer. The, the lead singer of Best Coast has always kind of been putting on this persona of the Southern California, hip person, like partier, pothead kind of vibe going on Stoner. But these new songs have this newfound maturity to them and just frankness about like... Growing I've, up. being Growing up. And also, I think, I think the, the bottom line of these songs is, it's good to be in your 30s. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm liking it. There's no pressure to go out,
0: which is nice. Yeah, no, and you're taking care of yourself. That's like all this song is about is like, I used to do this. Now I'm taking care of myself and I feel like myself for the first time.
1: Yeah, you're settling into who you were growing up to be.
0: That's the name of the song. It's the song is called For the First Time by Best Coast. Let's take a listen.
1: Yeah. Let's go. Try
0: Super cozy song it's about upbeat. getting nice. older. It's upbeat, changing, and just doing better in our thirties. I can see myself
1: <laughs> cruising along in my little car.
0: Yeah, I love that. Beat. Like, yeah, it's such a, it's such an upbeat song. Yeah, like I feel it, like you're cruising. Yeah, makes me makes me ready to change.
1: Cruising into adulthood. That's right. Woo-hoo.
0: So test that. Out. There are some. I really love Best Coast, and these new songs are really excellent.
1: Yeah, I like that. Try it out. The message behind that. Julian, what is your soothing sound? So my soothing sound is Do You Feel Love by Bombay Bicycle Club from the album Everything Else Has Gone Wrong. And so it's their first album in six years. They said they were only going to come back and do another album if it felt right and they could live up to their previous albums. And they said that this album is about the comfort that music can provide in times of need. And I felt like this song was aligned with that message it remind me a lot of meditation this song the chorus is um all the cracks around your head will fill with light and when i do meditation that's what in guided meditation that's what they tell you imagine your body filling up with light and you can ch- choose what color that comes to your mind
0: so it's like a meditative lyric
1: yeah it's this is a song, it seems like a a love song to meditation and one of the, another lyric is electric waves will wash your doubts away. Soft blue light on the bed. So imagining light and what color that you're feeling that day, whether it's green, blue, whatever it might be, and imagining it filling up your body. There's a beautiful guided meditation that I was talking about. That mediple- meditation place I go to is very very cozy. It's just imagining these waves of light also coursing through your body and washing whatever pain you might have, whatever mm-hmm. stress you might have. So this is not necessarily the sounds that I have talked about before on this, this show, like dream pop. It's very upbeat and has a different sound to it, but I find cozy. It's a very relaxing song in the sense where, yeah, I'm imagining light just filling you up and filling up those cracks you may have. Filling up your cracks. <laughs> <laughs> Crack of your butt? I don't know. <laughs>
0: All right, let's fill up our cracks. <laughs> up our cracks. It's by listening to Do You Feel Loved by Bombay Bicycle Club. Throw
1: your arms
0: around my neck and hold me tight. All the cracks around me When songs are equally loud and soft in terms of their volume. Yeah. Takes you on a roller coaster ride of music.
1: Well, I like to listen to it while I'm working. It's just nice background music. Yeah.
0: And meditative. Meditative. So those are our soothing sounds. It's time to dive into our romantic candle pick. I selected this candle at the gift shop (laughs) in Larchmont. And it was in their Valentine's Day display. And it stuck out to me because it just felt very Valentine's Day. because rose petals. It's a tin can with, like, raspberries and rose petals all over it.
1: I told Matt to get a romantic candle. And, and that's what I did. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so the scent is Raspberry Rose Oud. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's O-U-D, Oud, uh, mm. by Voluspa. Voluspa?
1: I think it's a fancy...
0: Yeah, it's a fancy little candle maker. I've seen them around different shops. I think we actually have reviewed one before. Oh, okay. I tested a lot of like the Valentine's Day candles in the shop, and most of them were just like a straight rose scent. Others had kind of like a... uh, Candy? Rosé or candy. Yeah. The point being that all the other choices were just that sweet note. And what I liked about this candle, just from smelling it in the store, was it had a bit more complexity with the fruit notes from the raspberry, but then also... This kind of woody scent underneath all of it, which I guess is the oud?
1: Yeah, that's the oud.
0: oud. It's like the... It's a, it's a wood, I guess. It's a woody that's scent. That's what I
1: really couldn't uh, grasp when I was doing my research on oud. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> tell if it was wood-based or if it was oil or what the heck's happening, but apparently it's a hot scent. It's yeah. like the trendy scent, oud.
0: But I think it's what actually creates a base to this scent that... Prevents it from just being a flower scent or yeah. just being a sweet smell.
1: You need to pull it down. and
0: Yeah. And I'm getting a full bouquet of raspberry, a soft rose element. Very but then soft. Also, this almost an undercurrent of like a fireplace element, like very soft. But I think it's there, that, that woody scent.
1: Be once again, a great bathroom candle. I think.
0: Yeah. I actually really like, I'm pleasantly surprised. I, I really thought this was going to be unbearable.
1: I like the raspberry scent. You don't really smell that a lot in candles. So I enjoy that. A nice, fruity smell that's light and pleasant, which is what we're all about. has two wicks.
0: Yeah, I think the two wicks is important, too, because the the burn has been so even. You're going to completely avoid tunneling with this candle.
1: I I give it a full wick.
0: Full wick for me, too. Yeah, you know, if you want a scented candle for your lover...
1: Or yourself, Jillian loves so self-care. Uh, yes. Lover. Oh my lord! Oh. <laughs> Every time I hear, it, I truly it just makes my skin crawl.
0: But if you want to buy a scented candle for your beau,
1: yeah, I like your beau, um, your pal, your pal, <laughs> your, yeah, your pal, your toad. some friends.
0: Um, this you can't go wrong with this. This raspberry rose hood.
1: Thank <laughs> you for, for providing a romantic setting.
0: Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ship us, please.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. We get a listener fanfic. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Restrain yourselves. Do yeah. not. I do know that. you're
1: dying to do it, but.
0: All right, that brings us to the end of our steamy Valentine's Day episode Very with steamy. our cozy ships. We, please let us oh. know online the cozy ships that that you enjoy, and the maybe even the the slash fiction that you enjoy. And
1: please visit soapygnome.com and get yourself. Valentine's Day or another just for S's and G's. Uh, Buy yourself lip balm, scrub the soap. Go over to SoapyGnome.com
0: I know I am. I'm going back on SoapyGnome and I'm getting another one of these lavender and spearmint soaps and I want to try the eucalyptus and peppermint.
1: Woman owned business, independent so help it out. And then Kate Littleton um, was one of our subscribers on Patreon and she has in the new year bumped up her donation if you will and so thank you to kate yeah and thank you so much kate like that's you are really a tried and true special. patron yes thank we you We
0: really appreciate your your patronage and you know take kate's lead and check out our patreon we are at patreon.com slash all things cozy donate whatever you can you know it, it really does help us pr- bring in new candles and new things that we can try in the show um and then new opportunities to you because we have some special plans for our patrons this year yeah. that we can do because, you know, we have a little bit more cash to spread around. So. Yeah,
1: so we're going to thank our patrons yeah. very soon. It's a little, a little gift. And then I want to thank everyone who's contributed to the group this week. I always say it's poppin' sometimes because I wish it was more poppin' and hopeful. Oh, it was poppin' this week. It really was. I, I couldn't even keep up. It truly up. was. And our of, group
0: members are, like, incredible. They so are, incredible. Really, they really have, I think, like, at this point, created quite the cozy community. Whether
1: you're sharing articles that you find cozy or showing – things that you're working on like arts and crafts or one of our listeners i believe her name is stephanie nye made a beautiful um lunar new year feast that looks so delicious all vegan and i love to see those photos i genuinely do even when i'm following all all of you guys on instagram through our instagram account i love seeing your cute kids your books you're reading I, i truly enjoy it so keep it coming
0: Join in on the conversation. Yeah, join, join our in. Facebook group. Yeah, join in. We're at All Things Cozy Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. We're also individually on Twitter. I'm at Pivo Varcek. That's P-E-E-V-O-V-A-R-C-H-E-C-K. Jillian's at Jillian Walters with no vowels in last yes, name. Yes, you got it. G-I-L-L-I-A-N-W-L-T-R-S. Yep. Yeah, so we'll see you online. And, oh, one more thing before we go. You know, I really, we really do appreciate all of the reviews rolling into our iTunes. But remember, if you want us to read it on the air, you got to write your review too. So we appreciate the five-star reviews, but put in a few kind words there. We'll read them on the air. It kind of helps the review stick onto the Mm -hmm. iTunes and show up as like, hey, people are currently listening to this podcast and have a wonderful Valentine's day. We hope you have a a beautiful little romantic day. We'll be back with more romance. Yeah. Whether that's watching couples on TV or and enjoying your own romantic relationship. We hope you have a a, a fantastic V Day. Yep,
1: yeah, we're we're sailing away now.
0: We're sailing away on our little our little love ship boat. of love. <laughs> and until next time, stay, stay cozy.
1: cozy.